0: world it's past first point guard and trailblazers reporter mike richmond you are listening to another episode of locked on blazers for the locked on podcast network available wherever you get podcasts and also on youtube thanks for making the show your first listens coming at you every single weekday monday through friday so make it your first listen tell your friends to do the same it's locked on blazers your team every day in today's show we're putting some numbers on it to my to my everyday listeners, you know that I used to be scared of making predictions. Now I'm gonna make some I'm now I'm gonna make predictions for literally every player on the roster. Portland enters a offseason that could feature a great deal of turnover on the roster. Damien Lord has put his flag in the dirt and says that he wants this team to make aggressive moves to try to be competitive immediately. And if they make those aggressive moves to be competitive immediately, it might mean that a whole bunch of the players on the roster change over. So what we're going to do in today's show is we're going to run through every player in the roster, the guys who are guaranteed have guaranteed contracts, the, uh, the guys with options, and the free agents, and I'm, I'm going to put a percentage chance on the likelihood they return and are on the opening day roster. We'll kind of run through the logic as we do it. Um, this is my feeling as i'm recording this on april 13th uh, this is my feeling as of right now um right now this is kind of my gut things could change um w- we'll see but this is like this is the april version of this and we maybe maybe we'll revisit it again as we, once we get closer to the draft once we know if the blazers are you know selecting v- Victor Wembanyama or Specifically, not, which means they're very likely to trade the pick. We'll get into, to um, we'll kind of revisit the likelihood of this. Maybe not in the whole show, but kind of in general, the changing, the changing tides. So, as of April thirteenth, you're listening to Friday, April fourteenth show. I appreciate you listening. Come back into it again. We do it five days a week, every single every single weekday. So come back and join us, the daily daily Trailblazers podcast. Let's get into it. Let's start with the easy one, or at least the big one. I don't know. Actually, this is not the easy one, but the big one. Damian Lillard, I have him at 91% returning, 91%. In the past, it would have been 99 point something, right? Like it would have been, unless something goes incredibly awry or, you know, all this. But I think for the first time ever in Damian Lillard's career, he is not ever. The summer of 2021, he straight up, he, I mean, he had a press conference where he said, I haven't decided my decision yet when he had like three years left in his contract. He met with LeBron James and Anthony Davis to discuss joining the Lakers at LeBron's house. Like he, he, he openly considered it in the summer of 2021. No, no, no doubt about it. Openly considered his future. But now, whereas in the past he described that as more of an emotional time, this is just like more pragmatic. If they can't get a team together that can compete and get us, you know, convincingly be a playoff level team and yada, 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 maybe they should choose a path. He wants them to pick one side. Right now, I am very, com- I'm very confident. Ninety-one percent confident. That seems very to me. I don't know why I balked at very. I'm very confident that they're going to follow Damian Lillard's lead. They're going to, if they don't get the number one overall pick, they're going to trade it for with with someone we're going to talk about in a moment to try to upgrade the roster. Ninety-one percent. I do think there is a chance, a real chance, that it doesn't work out and that the the era is over. And part of me thinks why Damian Lillard. Told Chris Mannix like a month ago that hey, if they go young, there might just be time. And what he basically said the same thing at his ex interview, and then he really put a fine point on it in his interview with Stephen A. Smith on ESPN two during the play in round, is that if there is a breakup this summer, Dame is laying the groundwork where it's like, listen, this is just a decision we had to make. He doesn't want like he's 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 this is in part politics, and he's being very public, very upfront about it. I want this. If they can't deliver this. They have to make decisions. 91% he returns. The next guy who falls sort of to be impacted the most by that is Anthony Simons. He's the Blazers' best trade chip. Uh, If Portland is going to land a star, Ant is going to be involved in that transaction. Almost certainly. If they're going to land multiple stars, he's going to be involved in one of them. But if he's, if they're going to land a borderline all-star or straight-up all-star or, or, or beyond, like an all-NBA type, Anthony Simons plus like the number four overall pick in the draft. Debate like whether you want them to do that, but if they choose that route, Ant has to be involved. He makes the right amount of money. He's 23 years old. He's talented. It's who teams want? So I have Anthony Simons as a 48% chance of returning. Basically a coin flip and a little bit worse. I think they will try and they are comfortable trading him. And I think the sort of writings on the wall that he's the guy, um, you know, Cronin has said some glowing things about Ant for sure, but like it's because he's talented, right? Uh, but, but they they're at a point where the decision, they're going to have to make a decision. And the guy who they're going to have to decide on is Ant. So I'm at 48%. I think he gets traded. Like, I'm a little, you know, 48%. I'm leaning a little more towards he gets traded. I think that's the route they're going to go. I don't really know who it's going to be. You know, I've joked on like Pascal Siakam and Mikhail Bridges. That's those are maybe pie in the sky. Like those are maybe too high of a threshold. Maybe it's lower. I, I don't know. We'll see. But I, I think Amphrey Simons is likely to get traded, but I don't think it's a lock. And I think of the 9% chance that Dame is gone. And is certainly still around because he's, he's like the pillar you're building around from that point forward, I've at forty-eight percent. The next one, Shane Sharp, I have Shaden Sharp at seventy-one percent chance of returning. I I thought about going even higher on this. I thought about ninety-one. I thought about you know certainly eighty-one, but I, but I stuck at seventy-one. And here's why I think that. Shane drops really, really, really good for a 19-year-old. He looked really good to close the season. He obviously has some special physical tools. Um, he showed some real skill development throughout the season where it's like he looked like a teenager for a long time. And then at the end of the year, like obviously it was weird circumstances and a team trying to lose and blah blah blah. But like he looked really, really good. Really, really good. And he didn't get crushed efficiency-wise. He dropped a little bit off at the very end of the year, but like he basically maintained the same level of efficiency with like way more on his plate, and showed some skills as um, probably improved like significant throughout the year, improved significantly on defense, improved as a playmaker when he got like more cha- more on ball reps. Like he showed some skill improvement. I'm at seventy one percent because if there's like a big trade, if you're another team, you ask for Shane Sharp. You ask for Shane Sharp. If you are trying to acquire a true star, and you are and you are the team giving up this like. All-NBA, multi-all-star, like, star, right? Like, whoever it is. You're going to ask for Shaden Sharp. And you might even hang up the phone until Shaden Sharp's name is included. I don't think the Blazers necessarily want to do that. You know, it's like, they did all that losing to get Shaden Sharp. But at some point, you have to make tough decisions. And if they really commit to the Damian Lillard plan, it might mean jettisoning Sharp. Again, debate debate the, like, this is this is like, debate the, whatever, the 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 logic of it. But if they do follow Dame's wishes, if you were another team, ant makes them Ant makes the money work and is very good, but Shane Sharp at nineteen is the most tantalizing prospect on the on the Blazers roster. Like a, a Sharp plus the number four overall pick or the number three overall pick and use of Nurkic to make the money work, that's a really attractive package all of a sudden. That's a huge pay. Like that's a huge, huge that's that's a lot, right? Like that that might be able to net you somebody who's really stinking good. But that's what the Blazers are after. They're after that. So I have Sharp at 71%. Let's talk about the other guys Ant, Dame, Nurk, or Ant, Dame, Shaden, all under contract. The next guy I want to talk about in the second segment is Yusuf Nurkic. He's under contract. Nazir Little's under contract. Keon Johnson's under contract. Six guys with guaranteed contracts. We'll continue to talk about those in the second segment. But before we do that, I want to give out some hardware. I want to give out the Nissan electric player of the week. And you know what? I'm giving it to none other than Stephen A. Smith. He's the Nissan most electric, Nissan's most electric player of the week brought to you by the all new all electric 2023 Nissan, Aria. Stephen A. Smith sits down with Damian Lillard. He gets a like a sort of podcast level interview during the play-in round, where Damian Lillard gives him the type of content that fuels the NBA's rumor cycle for several for several hours, upwards of 15. Brilliantly fierce work by Stephen A. Smith. Stunningly powerful. He delivered the duality, the combination of fierceness and elegance. The interview. That generated the content was beautiful but strong, much like the perfect SUV crossover, the 2023 Nissan Aria. Listen, Stephen A. delivers. He got me to be on Locked On Sports today with uh, on on this very podcast network. They're calling up your boy because the content is flowing. It's electric. The 2023 Nissan Aria is electric. Truth is electric too. And it packs pin to your seat power and premium intelligence all-in-one SUV. The all-new, all-electric, 2023 Nissan Aria. The EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. All right. Let's talk about some other folks under contract. As I mentioned to close the previous segment, the Blazers have six players under contract. Damian for next season. Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons, Shane Sharp, Nazir Little. Keon Johnson and Yusuf Nurkic. Let's talk Yusuf Nurkic. I think Yusuf Nurkic is very likely to be on another team. I don't think, um, I don't think Nurk has a great deal of value around the league because I think he's something like right at the average level of starting center. I don't think he's bad. Uh, And I don't even think he's overpaid. I think he's maybe his contract's a little long, but he's not over. I don't think he's overpaid. And I don't think think he's like actively capital B bad. I just think he is the average level starting center for a team that probably needs a different type of center, not a big bruising burly center who who's like better kind of anchored in the paint and playing around the rim. They need someone who can chase on the perimeter and trap and run and cover for Dame with athleticism and length and and above the rim type of protection and above the rim finishing on the other end as a role man. Again, I don't think Nurk is bad, but I don't think Nurk has a huge trade market and I don't think um, I don't think you're getting like an obvious massive upgrade by just sending out Nurk in the exchange. That said, I do think he will be traded because I think the Blazers are motivated to try something new at the center spots. Uh Joe Cronin was on the uh Section 113 podcast with Travis Demers, the radio's uh, the Blazers radio host. And uh Joe, and maybe this is a slip of the tongue, but he's kind of just running through foundational players and, and Nurk didn't make didn't Nurk didn't, didn't make the list. Didn't make the list. That's probably reading too much into like an interview, off the cuff conversation, but I'll say that it caught my attention. It was like, when when is he gonna mention Nurk, Trav? When, when's he when's he gonna throw him in there? Um that even without that little fun, fun piece of uh, fun, fun, piece of information, fun little just like interview quirk, I just think the team is ready to move on. I think the team is ready to find a change. Whether they can do that, we'll see. But I've got Nurk at forty-one percent returning for next season. Nazir Little, who the Blazers announced today, is undergoing core surgery much like he received last may he's getting it again right side of his of his abdomen getting surgery again expected to make a full recovery but getting core surgery every year seems like this is like a thing that it keeps popping up you know uh, gary payton who missed a big chunk of time this year had had multiple core surgeries is dealing with it you know he missed more than half of the season right like he missed he missed 50 some games because of this you know recurring thing he just couldn't get right i i think it's uh, troublesome for just to like have have similar surgeries and back to back off seasons in general the recovery time is such that he that nas if it's a typical timeline should be ready to go in should be ready to go when the when the season starts and i have nazir little as a 63 percent chance likely to return I kind of fumbled around with him being a little bit lower because in a lot of sort of trades that you cook up his salary helps make the money work it's like Naz plus Nurk plus a draft pick plus whatever makes the money work um, for like another mid-range player. Naz is like intriguing, but not quite starter quality. And I'm not sure on every team in the league, he, he's like a top eight rotation guy. I think he's like in that nine, 10 range, which means that like from a lot of teams he would play regularly, um, and I think he can even develop into a starter, but this was sort of the year for Naz to develop, like prove he's going to be a starting caliber player. And he just didn't quite do it. Didn't quite do it. Um, some with consistency on defense. I thought he really improved as a shooter, but um, he, he also just didn't didn't get a bunch of burn in Chauncey's system. But I, I kind of think, you know, he he signed an extension, multi-year contract extension uh, last season to remain with the team, and I have him at 63 percent as a chance to return for return. I think he's I think he's likely because he he's talented a talented rotational level wing on a multi-year deal. It's just like, he if if they make a bunch of trades, Nas is very likely to be, could be included in those trades just because the money works. Keon Johnson have a 68% chance to return. Um, Keon is not an NBA rotation player right now. He might turn into one, but he's he had some opportunities this year and just couldn't seize them, just couldn't put it together. I thought there were moments when it was like, man, Keon is, is starting to figure it out, but just the consistency with him is just not quite there. The shooting is not quite there. The decision-making is not there. You know, he, the the... Chauncey Billups lamented that that um, Keon had to play point guard too much, but like he's much more of a one than a three and having him off the ball as a non-shooter is weird. So it's like if he's not a one, what is his role in the NBA? He has to learn to shoot. That said, he makes more than the minimum. He's under contract for next season and he will have, because it's a rookie deal, um, the Blazers or whatever team will have a decision Heading into the season, whether to exercise his his contract for the final year of his rookie deal. It's a rookie contracts are two guaranteed years for, for first round picks, two guaranteed years plus one plus one team option for team decision for both of the the following years, um, because Keon doesn't make minimum money. I don't know that he'll be thrown in as a sweetener in deals, but he could be because it works and because, like, he's young, young and super athletic, and maybe a team takes a flyer on him and maybe just the money works. But I have him at 68% because I don't think he's super coveted out there. And um, a lot of times teams would just, like, give me a minimum contract because that fits into the little, like, that fits into the math better than someone making, you know, a rookie-scale deal a little bit better. Uh, Okay, so those are the guaranteed guys. Now the Blazers have uh, options on the following four dudes. Kevin Knox, two three million dollar team option. I have him at 31% returning. Kevin Knox looked pretty good in his role at the end of the year, but I think it's telling that he didn't play until the season was over and they were super tanking. Like he was not ever involved in the rotation with regularity when they were trying to win games. He looked good. He looked good when the when the when the things when things turned in the final 10 games, scored in transition really well, shot it pretty darn well most of the time. Um, you know, he still has, I think, I don't think he's a very consistent defensive player. I think he's pretty bad on that end, but he's, he's big and he's athletic. He scores in the open floor. He can, he can get to the rack a little bit, kind of, not, not have a great handle, but a little bit of slasher skills, some shooting skills that he flashed. Uh I think Kevin Knox is, I think Kevin Knox is an NBA player. Uh, I'm not sure the Blazers for what they want to do, build a champion or I do champion is probably too strong a word. Build a very competitive playoff team, a, a legitimately competitive playoff team around Damian Lillard. Whether Knox for three million bucks makes sense, I, th- I think there's totally a real chance. But I have him at 31 percent returning. Trenton Watford non-guaranteed deal uh, can become fully guaranteed as a it's a trigger date in the summer for the Blazers to either make a decision to to waive him or to keep him on the roster. I have him at 81 percent returning. You know, he's a guy that Joe converted to, to a full contract. Um, he's shown flashes that he's like helpful. He's a really weird player. Like he's good with the ball in his hands, really good inside 14 feet. Um, smart playmaker, not much of a defensive player, probably better as a five on offense. And it's not clear where he plays on defense, but he doesn't rebound or defend. So he's like, he's not a five on defense, tricky player, but weird player. And I really I like, I like, his game, just a kind of an odd fit. I'm an 81% returning. Cause like um I think they're going to I think he's a good back back end of the rotation if he's like 10 or 11 and you like hey we need help tonight let's go with Trendin with a kind of a funky look great great 10th or 11th guy like just cuz of the fun kind of weirdness he brings and I think he's in, he's in, improved both years he's been in the league Jabari Walker I am a 91% to return uh you know second round pick just finished his rookie year no reason unless another team really covets him in a trade there's no reason to punt on him you know you targeted him you got him at 57 instead of giving him a two-way deal you made him gave him a you know a real nba contract because he earned it he does not have many nba skills he has one bankable nba skill he's an nba level rebounder does not do anything else at an nba level yet but he's you know he's not yet 21 um i think 91 i think he's very very likely to be back because of just like team investment obviously there's a chance that he gets included in trades because everyone could, but. I think it's pretty much a lot to be back. Nate Williams, Nate Williams III. That's your boy, Genathan. Uh Blazers signed him to uh, to a like a two year, two year deal, but it was you know guaranteed for the end of the season and then not guaranteed for the for next year, fully non guaranteed. I have him at seven percent returning. I liked Nate Williams. He plays with a sort of chaotic nature on defense. He has long arms. I think he's like. Um, he just makes makes plays. He's he he doesn't. I don't exactly know what he does on offense. Like I, I didn't I didn't see it to be like, oh Nate can do that right. Like he doesn't shoot it. Didn't shoot it that well in his brief time there. Um, like I didn't see a bunch of ball handling and playmaking skills. But I like the way he rebounds and I like the way he plays defense. Um, uh, like I, I like if if you were building like a super young team if the Blazers go the other direction, yeah, give me give me a year of Nate Williams to figure out if he can get it. Like, like if he can like stick in the league, right? Um, for what they want to do, seven percent chance. I don't think he's I don't think he's part of the plan. You know, who's probably part of the plan is Jeremy Grant. Let's talk about him and a handful of others who are free agents this summer who the Blazers will have a chance to bring back to close the show. No team option. Two tr- t- true free agents. To close the show, but before we do that, let me tell you about Built Bar. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar. If you are looking to snack healthier and not load up on a whole bunch of sugar, but you want something covered in dark chocolate that tastes great, like in a peanut butter brownie flavor, a churro flavor, a cookies and cream flavor... Why not reach for a Built Bar? You can still go to Built.com. Use the promo code locked on 15 to get 15% off. But if you're not an online shopper or you're maybe someone who who is at Walmart or Sam's Club with regularity, they're available in brick-and-mortar stores. You can buy a four-pack, ba- four find out what you like, say, oh, okay, I like these raspberry flavors. These are pretty good. I like the coconut flavor. Then go back and buy yourself a 13-pack, the big box, once you find out what you like. Keep them in your cabinet. Grab them when you need a snack that is... Has a little bit of sugar to boost your blood sugar, but not so much that it's wildly unhealthy. Plus 17 grams of protein, fuel you can use. Go check them out at built.com or at Sam's Club or Walmart's near you. Still a pass for sport guard. Still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked on Blazers. We're still running through percentages of who returns. We talked about the guaranteed folks who are under contract for next season. In the first segment, we talked about the team option guys. Kevin Knox, Trenton Watford, Jabari Walker, and Nate Williams. The players that have non-guaranteed or team options for next season, the Blazers will have to make a decision. We're going to close the show with the free agents. The Blazers have five players entering free agency, headlined by Jeremy Grant. I got Jeremy Grant at 88% to be back. If I'm working on the 91% Damian Lillard returns, I think Jeremy Grant is a dang near lock to return. Uh, The NBA announced that the CBA is changing for this season such that uh, teams under the new CBA would be able to negotiate with their own free agents prior to... um, Prior to the start of like prior to hitting free agency so they could agree to a contract with in-house free agents with guys um, who are on the team the prior year you can start negotiations prior to the free agent bell signing to negotiate with players who aren't on the team teams already do this they're already negotiating beforehand this is just like making the tampering a little less messy. But I'm not 100% sure when the CBA goes into, like the reporting from Shams Charania. He is never particularly specific about this stuff, um, gets a lot of breaking news and gets them just, just sort of vague ideas of, of very important nuggets, but he, he rarely hammers down the details. So I haven't seen someone who's better on the details than than my man Shams um, report how this works. But So I don't know if this goes into effect when in the new league year, such that it would affect next year or if it would be in effect now. But the way Shams reported it, it would be in effect this year. Regardless, Jeremy Grant's like, if Dame's back, Jeremy Grant's going to come back. Uh, Jeremy expressed interest to come back at his ex-interview. Damian Lord said he expects Jeremy Grant to be back. The Blazers can give him more money in more years than anyone else. Um, There's not a ton of teams with big cap room out there. that are going to like swoop in with a giant offer like, me, uh, Memphis p- potentially, and we'll see what they do in the summertime. Uh, I, the Lakers have changed their roster such that they're not going to have a big chunk of money to hand to offer to uh, Jeremy Grant, and they're going to sign Kyrie Irving anyways. So uh, it's it, it seems like Jeremy is a lock. I've met eighty eight percent to return. I think he's. I think if they go the direction with Dame. Jeremy is part of the package. He's at 88. percent The only reason I didn't put him higher is because he's not under contract. If he had a even a one-year deal, I'd put him at like 99, um, because they, you know, they they invested in uh, some capital to get him, and you don't. If you hold, if you held on to him after the trade deadline, there is no value in letting him walk because letting him walk does not create meaningful cap space such that you could sign a player of his caliber. If you let him walk, you just end up with a worse player because you're going to put, you're not going to have, you're going to have like, you know, 18 million or whatever it is in cap space, not 30 million to go sign a Jeremy Grant level forward. He's got his flaws, doesn't rebound, um, guards slower guys, better than fast guys, but the coach made him guard fast guys all year long. Um, he, but he can help like he averaged 20 a game and shot a career high from three. He's, it's not, uh, his, his, I think at the end of the year, his struggles were louder than his strengths, but the, to begin the season, he looks really good. I think he's going to get a bunch of money, 88% to be back. Matisse Theibel, entering restricted free agency. I have him at 87% to be back, just below Jeremy Grant. Um, he's part of the plan. They traded for him. He's got the right agents. Um, he is, he's just, he's just, he's going to be part of the plan uh he's a really if he's a bench guy or even like a low minute starter like say he plays say he starts but Shaden Sharp comes behind him off the bench and plays more minutes and then you can pick what you need if you need Thibel's defense to close games like he can help um i'm a little worried about his limited offense i don't i, I think early on he shot well from 3 but teams still don't guard him um he has his warts, but he's a really good defensive player. And that's what the Blazers need. And they traded for him at the deadline on the cheap. And now they get to bring him back as a restricted free agent. They have his bird rights. They can go over the salary cap to sign him. They can match any offer he gets. I do not anticipate he will get an offer on the open market that is particularly big. I don't I don't anticipate him getting one, period. Um, but yeah, I, I, 80, 87% to return. Cam Reddish, also restricted free agent. Same deal as Theibel. Bird rights. They could go over the cap. Uh, they can match any offer he gets. I have him at forty four percent. Cam Reddish tantalizes with the skill set. He's big, six eight, six nine. He can dribble a little bit. Um, he can he can get himself to the rim and finish with both hands. He can play defense when he's engaged. But the inconsistency and his 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 moments of just disappearing, where it's like, did Cam play tonight? Are too much to for me to overlook. I have him at forty four percent chance to come back. I, I think. I do not think the Blazers will retain his services, particularly if you're going the Dame route because a guy who's like, who kind of, you know, Cam Radish's perfect role would be on a team next year where every single night, 24 minutes guaranteed, go figure out what you can do and kind of like build up your confidence. On a team where it's like, You know, if a team that wants to be really good, having a guy in the rotation that has real consistency issues, like like Reddish, um, I I don't think is ideal. I don't think he's bad. In fact, when Cam Reddish is good, he's incredible. He's like the perfect NBA wing. It's just the consistency with him. And I mean, that's the difference between good players, you know, bench players and starters, starters and stars. It's consistency is the whole name of the dang the dang league. Um, He just he didn't quite. I'm not a big believer in him putting it together with consistency. He hasn't done it yet in his career. Hopefully he does. Like Hopefully he gets to a team and, and can figure it out. Um, but I don't think if you go the Damian Lillard, we want to be a high-level playoff team route, like I'm projecting the Blazers to or attempt. I'm projecting they attempt to, I don't think Cam Reddish is part of the plan. Wouldn't surprise me if he's back, but 44%. Justice Winslow, I got him at 0%. I do not think he's returning. He's the only guy that I feel confident will not return. Um, You know, he was really useful when he played, got hurt couldn't come back from an ankle injury that was really serious, had multiple, you know, had like a, some kind of minor, uh, procedure done on, and then had surgery and is going to enter the off season with the free agency coming off ankle surgery. Um, I'm not 100% sure Justice Winslow will be on an NBA team when the season starts. I bet if he's healthy, he'll get a chance to play next year because of his strength and his skill sets. But um, health is a big question for him, and I don't think the Blazers will bank a roster spot on him with his questionable health. I'm at 0% to return. And the last guy, the Shack of Troutdale. The Trout of Shackdale, as, as the uh, those on Reddit have, have dubbed him. Uh, I, have met, I have him at 45%, slightly higher than Reddish. I anticipate Drew Eubanks returning as the Blazers' third center on a uh, minimum contract. That's he's a minimum guy. He's a he's like a capable backup center. That when you extend him beyond like a 16-minute a night role, he gets super exposed. And there's nights when he doesn't he, he can't even play 16. It's just a bad night for him. Really limited off like range as a shooter. Uh, improved as a passer this year, but still not a great passer. Um, good screen setter. Plays hard as heck. Um, Perfect backup center in terms of just like energy, de- energy, defensive effort, you know, n- never gonna get you're never gonna get cheated in Drew Eubanks' minutes. He might struggle, but he's never gonna struggle because he didn't give he didn't give what he had to give. Um he's he brings it every night. Perfect, like perfect third center, decent backup center, not a capable starting center, and prove that, but as a minimum guy, I have him at 45% of a chance to return. So more than likely to return, more than 50% to return on my list. Damian Lamont, Ollie Lillard, Shaden Sharp, Nazir Little, Keon Johnson, Trendon Watford, Jabari Walker, Jeremy Grant, Matisse Theibel. It's eight guys. We need seven more to fill out the roster, plus um, plus, uh, two-way guys. For the two-way guys, we'll put uh, John Butler Jr.'s chances. I'm doing this on the fly here because I forgot to put him on my list. I'll put him at 34%, and I will put Baji at... Let's just double that, sixty-eight percent. I bet. I would bet just based on the way they talk about Baji that he gets another two-way contract. They give him another two-way contract, and he gets to run it back. Those are my predictions. I'm liable to get it wrong. Save this episode, Friday, April fourteenth, and let me know when I got it wrong. Come back next week. Next week we begin our exit interviews. It, obviously, if new stuff happens, I'll just pivot. So the nature of this this show is like water. But exit interviews. Heading into the season, I did season previews. We'll look back at the season previews, talk about how players performed and, and pick their role and look ahead to their to how they will perform or how they will like be part of the team next season. It's a good way to kind of look back where we were and where we're headed. We will do those exit interviews for the 10 guys that were on the opening night roster and are still on the roster now, beginning next week. Uh, it's going to be a bunch of fun. Join me there. Tell your friends about the podcast. I appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.